You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie's show. I am Erica Holmes, known as Queen Aerie, because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. As the Bible states, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Today, we are going to be talking about your election. And I pray that this message blesses you tremendously this day. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you in the name of Jesus for everyone that's tuning in, that will tune in. We just thank you, Father, that their hearts are receptive. They're open to receive what it is that you're going to say today. We pray, Father, that you move mightily within their lives and that you move mightily through me. Use me for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, we're talking about you being elected. I want to start out by giving the dictionary.com definition of election. So the first definition is the status of being or having been elected, which means chosen or appointed. The second a dictionary.com definition. It says theology, the choice by God of individuals as for a particular work or favor or salvation. I want to inform you today that you have been elected. You have been chosen by God on purpose for purpose. God does not make mistakes. As John 15:16 says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit and that your fruit shall remain. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And also, Jeremiah 1.5, this is a great reminder that you have been elected. It says, before I formed you, in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you, there's that word again, as prophet to the nations. And so I wanted to read those and start out with some scripture to let you guys know that God has definitely elected, chosen you, appointed you, and anointed you. We have to have these reminders at times, especially when we feel we don't feel like we've been anointed. We may not feel like we've been appointed or elected, but I want to remind you again that God didn't make a mistake. So my question to you is, what are you waiting on? I want to begin to talk about the story of Gideon. Again, we're talking about being elected, election. And so we're going to go to Judges chapter 6. We're going to start at verse 1, and we are going to go ahead and read down. It says, then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Midian for seven years, and the hand of the Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was, whenever Israel had sown, this is a very key part I want you guys to pay attention to. Verse 3, so it was, whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up and the, Amal um, the Amalekites 
and the people of the east would come up against them. They would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. For they will come up with their livestock and their tents coming in as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels were without number. They would enter into the land and destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because the because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried out to God. Verse 7, and it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, brought you out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of those who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you the land, their land. And I also, and I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwelled. This is key right here, you guys. It says, but you have not obeyed my voice. Verse 11, this talks about the call of Gideon, the election of Gideon. There was an issue. There was a situation that needed to be tended to. The children of Israel were crying out and God responded. He always responds. So verse 11, it says, now the angel of the Lord came to sit under the tree of Terebinth, under the Terebinth tree, which was in Oprah, and it belonged to Joash the Abezerite. While his son Gideon threshed the, the wheat in the wine press in order to hide it from the Midianites. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Verse 13. Gideon said to him, oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us. Why then has all of this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. He said, have I not sent you. So he said to him, Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. <laughs> and the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. You shall defeat the Midianite as one man. Then it says, then he said to him, if now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And it says, he said, I will wait until you come back. And so if you know the story of Gideon, it talks about how he went, prepared the, prepared the sacrifice, and then the angel of the Lord accepted the sacrifice. And at that point, um, Gideon understood that God was calling him. Gideon understood that he had been elected. Gideon understood that the oppression that they were facing, that the God that they had heard about had, had begun to show 
show up on the scene. I want to highlight several things within this passage to you that I believe is uh, extremely important because we we have to understand that even in our, you know, bouts or ways of disobedience, God, he loves us. And when we cry out to him, guess what? He answers us. And so the first thing, yes, due to the disobedience of the Israelites, they were imp- um, they were oppressed, impoverished. They were devastated and they were crying out for help. And that is what got God's attention. Also, we have to understand that God had already delivered them out of bondage, but because of their disobedience, they disobedience, they found themselves back in bondage. They were also living in fear, and we understand that fear is not of God. He's given us the, he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Another thing within this scripture, which I uh, really believe is important, and we're going to talk about this even more, it says that they hid what they had from the enemies. And all too often, a lot of us begin to hide because of fear of what we have from the enemy because we're afraid that it's going to be taken. And then, of course, they were in bondage. They were again in bondage because of, you know, because of their sins, because of their their actions. And so even though they were physically experiencing all those things, when the angel of the Lord came upon Gideon, he began to say, the Lord is with you. We must remember that regardless of what we face and in life, at times that God never leaves us. No matter how uncomfortable it gets, no matter what we experience, we have to know that God will never leave us nor forsaken us. And the fact that we are still here, we are breathing, we are living is evidence that God is with you and he is definitely for you. Another verse that I want to reiterate and bring back out It's verse 12. It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him. This is to Gideon and said to him, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Listen, when God begins to speak to you, he will begin to tell you what he sees. And so it may not necessarily uh, be how you feel. It may not necessarily be what you see in the mirror, but we have to begin to agree with what God is saying for our lives. Gideon didn't understand why he was called a, the mighty man of, va- of valor, being that he was the weakest in the cl- in the clan. His family was the weakest within the their whole tribe. And he was saying, God, you can't be talking to me. He probably did one of these numbers. He looked to the left and he looked to the right and he said, who me? And I want to let you know that God is saying, yes, you. And then it also talks about within those scriptures, it says that they were, again, I wanted to speak more on this, that they were hiding their goods from the enemy that they were you because they were so used to living in fear. Even though all of those things created such an uncomfortable environment, yet God still began to declare and speak into his life, man of valor. He began to uplift him. And you have to understand that when you begin to believe what God is saying for your life, there's going to be hope that's going to be reinstilled on the inside of you. Things are going to be begin to shift and to begin to move within your life because when God speaks, 
guess what? Life begins to come in and occur. God, we have to understand, again, anything that is causing us to be in fear, to live in fear, was not of God because all the way from the beginning, he has created us to be victorious. He has created us to overcome. And my question to you at this point is, whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to ask you that again. Whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of a man, the report of a situation, the report of somebody that don't even really know you? Or are you going to believe the report of God, the one who created you, the one that, remember, he said, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. Are you going to believe his report? I hope the answer is yes. And we have to understand whose eyesight we're going to believe. Again, that is tied into that. What are we listening to? What are we seeing? If God sees something in us, we better grab a hold of it and believe it and move forward with it. And then after the angel of the Lord began to speak to Gideon, again in verse 14, I want to highlight this. It says, then the Lord turned to him and said, go. He gave him a charge. He gave him a command. He, number one, reinstilled who he was. He gave him hope. He let him know his identity that he was with him. And then he said, go. He began to tell him or give him the instructions that he needed because guess what? He was elected. God said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. He said, have I not sent you? He was letting him know I have your back. And then verse 15 to highlight this. So he asked and said, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. This so reminds me and I want to go here. This reminds me of the story of Moses. It reminds me of an exodus when he tried to give God excuses of why God should not have chosen him for the call. Why God had not a chose, had, should not have chosen him to be elected. You know, he was saying that he wasn't able to speak, you know, eloquently or the way that God, uh, that the way that he thought that he should in front of a king. He attempted to talk himself out of what God wanted to do through him and for him. But you have to understand this. God has another plan for your life. And guess what? It ends in victory. So if we go to Exodus chapter 3, uh, verses 9 through 11, I want to just give you guys some reading within that. And it says, And now the cry of the Israelites have reached me. And I have seen how severely the Egyptians are oppressing them. Therefore, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses asked God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And so this is right here is a reminder 
of when you do not see yourself the way that God sees you. But God was saying, I chose the right one. There was a reason why Moses had the upbringing that he had, which, which was in Pharaoh's house. He understood certain things about royalty and he did flee away. He ran away because he murdered, you know, one of the uh, Egyptians. However, God understood that Moses was elected from the beginning. This is why he was saved as a baby when other babies were being murdered. And so, um, and then I want to jump down here, Exodus 4.10. It says, please, Lord, Moses replied, I have never been eloquent neither in the past nor since. And you have spoken to your servant, for I am slow of speech and tongue. Listen. It does not matter what type of, some may say, disability you may, you may have. You know, God chooses who he pleases. And we have to understand that if God created us, and let's say you were created slow of speech, guess what? God can still use you. It is his spirit that is working in us anyway. We have to understand that even when we give God excuses, he still will remind us that he has chosen us, that he has called us, that he has appointed us for such a time as this. You may not believe it, but I'm here to tell you that you have been prepared for the call. It's not by coincidence, not by accident, all the things that you've experienced in your life up to now. Understand that what God allows you to go through is working for your good. It is working in your favor. You have to understand that we have truly been prepared for our assignments. Understand that God, whoever people try to count out, whoever people have forgotten about, whoever people have written off, lied on, hidden, you know, just like, you know, David's father had hid him and didn't want to bring him up for Samuel. But understand that God has a way of using the least of them for his glory. God will take the ones that are in the back and put them in the front. This is just how God operates because he wants us to understand that it is him and that he deserves the glory. That it is about him. He can talk through a donkey. He can do as he please because he is the power source. In this right here, I want to, um, you know, begin to talk about I know we read it earlier within the Bible and it talked about how the enemies kept coming to the fields of the children of God and they were stealing from them, you know, and Israel were afraid. But I want to speak right now for those who felt like who have been feeling like for the I just since of uh, the past 10 years, you felt like you have sown so much. You felt like that you have received so many promises, but yet and still, it seems like there is a hole in your pocket. It seems like literally you get something and something else comes up and you don't have anything else for that moment. But but I'm going to declare right now that that stops today in the name of Jesus and that you will begin to take your rightful place and that your harvest will remain. I speak and declare that you will have the courage that God has given you to stand your ground. And if in any enemy tries to come against you, that you will boldly say the Lord has rebuked you and you will keep moving forward because God is in you. You have the boldness. You have the courage that you need to proceed. You have to believe it. You all, it is time to get up. 
Get up from where you are. Get up from your sunken place. Get up from your place of excuses. Get up from your place of feeling sorry for yourself. Enough. God has elected you. God has chosen you. You are unique. You are special. You are one of a kind and you should be happy. You should be proud that he has chosen you because that says a lot about you. God thinks the world of us that he sent his only begotten son to die for us because we are elected. God did not make a mistake when he chose you. Again, if there is any issue around you, understand that God can use you to be the resolution. As God used Moses to be the re resolution, as God used Gideon to be the resolution, he can use you to be the resolution. We have to understand that we are God's hands and feet. So I want to ask you again at this moment, at this time, why are you not moving forward? It's time to move forward. You know, people, especially during this time, are crying out for deliverance. They are crying out and God is saying, I want to use you. And I want to say this. I really do. We as the church, we have to rise up. We have to get it together first. We have to begin to take our place and begin to be the example and begin to step forth and be the light that God has created for us to be. Understand that literally people are supposed to be following after us, not us following after the world. God created it to be that way. It's time for the perfect order of God to come back into proper alignment. You have been elected by God who is greater than man. What you have to understand is that when and who God elects, who can impeach? <laughs> when and who God elects, who can impeach? This so reminds me of David when Saul tried to kill him over and over and over. But David remembered that he had already been anointed king before he had actually stepped into the office or the position as a king in front of everyone. So you have to understand that no matter what happens to you in your life, it does not eliminate, it does not diminish, it does not stop the anointing or the appointment that God has on your life. Just because you have a past, understand that David had a past, but God still chose him. Just because you may feel like, well, God, I've been unfaithful. You know, I, you, are you sure? Understand that God can use unfaithful people. When we come and we repent and we come before God and we have a heart of flesh, God, it will say, I will use you for my glory. You have to understand that regardless if you have made mistakes, God can still use you. Stop counting yourself out. Even if you did not always do what God had told you to do, this is your time for the greater election. This is your time for something different. This is your time for the greater breakthrough. God wants to use you and you should be willing to allow him to within this moment, within this time and within this season. And understanding that your yes to this election, your yes to being in position is not only for you, but it is 
for those who are around you. You have to understand that because of David's obedience, generations were saved. You have to understand because of Gideon's obedience, generations were saved. Because of Abraham, because of just so many in the Bible, because they understood it was bigger than them, Moses eventually understood that it was bigger than him, generations were saved. You are literally doing this to bring blessing, generational blessing to your uh, to your family, to families to come. And the Bible again reminds us that as we begin to cry out, God hears us. So stop counting yourself out. No matter how weak you may believe that you are, understand that you still can defeat a giant with God. I always say this, my father, you know, he's a minister and he always says you plus God is the majority. And it's the truth. You plus God is the majority because if God is calling you to do anything, guess what? You have a huge army that is fighting for you that is with you that is literally waiting for you to move so that they could be at your command so that they could cover you protect you your assignment waits but will you carry it out listen I want to share this with you as you get up and you take your rightful place and be used by God you will see a new level of prosperity I'm a living witness not only financially but in relationships with God that's within intimacy and within influence a transfer of what you've been waiting on will come trust and believe I declare and decree that whatever has been in your past that has kept you from believing God will be broken off right now in the name of of Jesus. I speak that you will go further than where you've been. I speak that you will no longer self-sabotage or delay yourself from moving forward because of fear, because of whatever it may be. I sense that there are several people out there, many people who have been self-sabotaging for years due to fear, due to not feeling adequate, you know, due to literally not believing that you could carry out the call that is on your life. I want to let you know that you are more than enough. God is in you. What more do you need? So with God, with what God has placed on the inside of you, you must come forth, get in position. You are being called as first Corinthians 12, 12 says, it says for as the body is one. One, it has many members, but all the members of one body being many are one are one body. So also is Christ. First Corinthians twelve eighteen it says, but now God has set members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleases. These scriptures, again, are reminders that God has chosen you as he's pleased. And so you have to begin to go forth and to do exactly what God is calling you to do. Listen, if God says, go teach, teach. If he is saying, go preach, preach. If he is saying, be an entrepreneur, what are you waiting on? Go forth. There is blessing manifestation. There is a process. But understand that whatever process you're going to have to go through, the reward is greater. This is your time and your hour to be in position to do all that God has chosen for you to do. You are prepared to go forth. This is your election day. I pray that this message blessed you tremendously. Right now, I want to give the opportunity of those who don't know Christ, the opportunity to come into the family of God. Repeat this prayer after me. God in heaven. I thank you for loving me so much that you sent your only begotten son. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and come into my heart to make me new.
I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and personal Savior. God, I'm ready to live for you. I also ask for your Holy Spirit so that I can continually be led in all truth. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you recited that prayer, I am celebrating with you. Heaven is celebrating with you. We are so excited that you have made the biggest decision in your life. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Empower Me with Aerie's show today. I pray again that it blessed you. You can stay connected to us at www.ericadhomes.com and support our products that are on the site. Understand that you could also give donations on there. And I want to highlight this book, The Loud Secret. It is about deliverance and healing because this is your time for great deliverance, great restoration. Grab your copy today. Keep supporting HSBN and remember to renew your mind. It is a gold mine. Love you. Empower me with Aerie.